names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, not joined today by Harrison Fagan, who said goodbye to the show last week. My, my, my host today, I'm really excited to announce my new co-host here, newest member of the Billionaires Club, first ever athlete to reach that status while they are still playing, LeBron James. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for hopping on. I greatly appreciate this. Obviously, hugely respect your talents and everything you've done for all of the cities that you have played for uh oh, oh, oh you have to you have to go all right i gotta go strive for greatness anthony <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone it's still me <laughs> harrison what the hell are you doing here you know um it turns out that uh, like I had agreed to podcast through the through the end of the month, and technically, like this, you know, this week started the last month, so I, you know, I got to finish it out. I'm back. I, I misunderstood when I was leaving, uh, so I'm back for one more final show. All right, all right. So this is this is it. Yeah, this is I mean, it for this is sure. just to do right by you. Frankly, we can delay LeBron to next week. Uh, you know, like yeah. This is, I mean, honestly, like we don't want to start someone on payroll earlier than we have to you know what i mean like the lakers I, are my inspiration on that <laughs> um yeah we we will talk a little bit about that here in a second but yeah i i, I guess i'm i'm just kind of surprised uh to see you here i'm i i can't believe that you have the muscle to to push lebron james off of my show that is a is 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 kind of the shocker of the offseason to this point Anthony, if you really think about it, I've done a lot more for the Lakers than LeBron. Like, I, I have been with this team through the down years. I've never mm -hmm. wavered. I have stuck by them. You know, even now that I'm in, like, an, a, 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 you know, an area where I'm overseeing the entire NBA, I'm still, you know, I'm paying attention to this team. I'm tweeting about them. Like, I, I have talked more about the Lakers than LeBron has in my life. So, I'm arguably more qualified to do this show. Honestly? He may be a lot richer, but I've done a lot more in like this specific area. Well, the nice thing is LeBron is a lot richer. So he didn't even like, I don't even have to pay him. It's great. Like he just said, you know what? I'm going to do this just out of the goodness of my heart. So tune in next week well, when LeBron James joins on a me. show with someone as committed to greatness as he is, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somebody who definitely just, just is known for work ethic is what he told me specifically. He said, Anthony, I just hear nonstop about how hard you work. What like you bring you, to the people table. People said you remind them a lot of Magic Johnson and how kind of he ran his front office. <laughs> That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, you know, honestly, I I feel like I've been too mean to you. I've called you the Kurt Rambis and Magic Johnson of Silver Screen and Roll like in consecutive weeks, so I apologize. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm the problem is... I'm going to nice you this whole show. There just aren't very many good names that you can... <laughs> it's like... It is. It's is there, my last is there show. like a... I'm gonna, it's my last show. I'm gonna try and be nice to you. Is you it know? like Je like Jesse Bus? Is like it would be a compliment, right? You're like the Jesse. That's Bus true. Yeah, there are not a lot of people. I could call you like like Angm, like like the LeGM thing. You know, LeBron's been yeah. successful in other areas, so you could be the LeBron of SSR. 
Yeah, but most people. The would. Darvin ham. I'll take that. I mean, we don't I'm know. Shaped, you could, I'm uh, shaped like a ham, so. <laughs> <laughs> you both are muscular. You know, you're both like have very filled out Some, frames. Somewhere, somewhere yeah. un, un, under, under, yeah. Um, oh, Avery just got out of bed. That's good news. Fantastic. All right. Well, so today, she can join the pot. She can replace me if you want to let me go at any time. <laughs> Today's guest on the show is a two-year-old Avery Irwin who will make uh, probably better points on on in this conversation well see that's than just rude like uh, but fair <laughs> i i you know I, I question your work ethic that's okay all right so uh today's show we have a couple things you mentioned uh not paying people until you absolutely have to that brings up the natural question seeing as how it went the last time the lakers uh we thought hired the best candidate on the market and the subsequent pause between when the uh, report surfaced that they were hiring that person and when that person um, eventually chose unemployment over working with uh, Kurt Rambis. Uh, we are going to talk also about, like, look, Darvin Ham is going to be a first-time head coach. He's going to be put in a very difficult situation here. Um, when you hire somebody to do a job that they have never done um, professionally at that level before, development is part of the relationship that you are going to have with that person. So uh, I think there are some interesting, uh, I guess, comparisons to be made between what the Lakers are going to be looking to do with Darvin Ham and how they've handled Taylor Horton Tucker to this position. Um, so uh, to this point, so a lot to get to here. We are going to start, like I said, though, with we, also Darvin have a, we, we have to do the a Lakers leak bingo update. Oh, and, and yes, at the very end of the show, we are going to play Lakers League Bingo as both Harrison and I now have boxes checked on our boards. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's start, though, with Darvin Ham, who roughly a week ago, if you guys are listening to this on a Friday before uh, the, the hook, literally a week ago, the Lakers reportedly agreed to terms on a four-year deal with Darvin Ham to become their next head coach and Frank Frank Vogel's replacement. They uh it was there were there were subsequent uh, reports on on some of the parameters of the agreement, some being that Kurt Rambis was not going to be allowed in in uh, coaches meetings, which I found hilarious. Did Just they not in, tell Kurt? Is that what the holdup is? He's like, wait, what the hell? Hold on, what? Yeah. I don't get to sit in on the coaches' meetings anymore. What am I supposed to do all day? <laughs> You're gonna leave me alone to my thoughts and my computer? Um, so so we are so, <laughs> so we are uh I, I again though, like the after after the um report surfaced that the Lakers agreed to terms with Ham, we got we got reporting on uh, the terms of the deal a four-year deal that is something that was not the case with Teron Lou the last time we we uh, rode this ring around um, we are uh, also clear again on the fact that not only will Kurt Rambis not be allowed in uh, coaches meetings but Ham will have the autonomy to put together his own coaching staff this is his own assistant coaching staff something that Frank Vogel was not allowed to do <laughs> Um, we have also, by the way, heard that Car Darvin Ham has been present, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, that Darvin Ham has been present for these uh, workouts with 
prospects. tampering if they haven't hired him yet? Like, is that it legal? seems kind of weird, man. He's, <laughs> he's still technically an employee with the with the Milwaukee Bucks. They um, gave him permission to interview for the job and attend draft workouts. You know, like <laughs> Miles Simon is like, so wait, what? Uh, Are you my boss? Like, do I? <laughs> yeah. Do I hold your clipboard or do you hold mine? Like, what's going yeah. on here? Um, so, so yeah, some some interesting stuff here going on. Um, it look in all likelihood, there is probably some wholly logical explanation for the week between the reported uh, agreement and the official announcement. A lot of people, I would imagine, uh, have been working really hard on this and kind of want to break before they really hit the ground running on these things. My only counter to that is that obviously there are machinations within the Lakers that are already in motion um, as as they are trying out these uh, these prospects ahead of the draft. So, yeah, Harrison, I'm just going to ask you, like, how should Lakers fans feel about this? Given that there is very recent history on this exact scenario playing out. I just realized it's going to be so funny if they announce this hire before we publish this podcast. <laughs> like while we are recording? Yeah. No, not even while. Like right after we are done. Yeah, uh, that would be great. They, you know, but so. No, I it's not Friday yet. They wouldn't do it yet on, on Friday. That's true. Is this going to be the first press conference that is also a Friday afternoon news dump? Like they're just going to schedule it for like 4 p.m. on a Friday. And they're like, yeah, you know, if you guys aren't off, come and ask him some questions. You know, Ooh, wait, no, the finals kick off tonight. Maybe in like the minutes before game one, the Lakers will yeah. send out the email. No, at halftime. <laughs> Like, no, like midway through the second quarter, they just announced it. They're like, yeah, you know, we've hired Dar Darvin Ham. Hopefully this doesn't get lost in an avalanche of finals tweets. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, yesterday, I think this segment came about to take everyone a little behind the curtain. You know, yesterday, we were, all I did was I jumped into Slack and I was like, hey, you know, is there any reason to, like, should we be concerned on any level that like remember when the last time the Lakers did a coaching search where it was widely reported that they had agreed to terms with Ty Lue and that or that they were going to hire Ty Lue and then it just like didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, do you think do you think somebody has bought Darvin Ham a Lakers birthday cake? We need to find out. Like somebody somebody get to figure out where he is first of all, you know, and see if we can like get any grainy Instagram shots of him with like a Lakers birthday cake. Is mm -hmm. it his birthday? Do we know? What if we the Lakers just Darvin wished Ham's him a birthday. happy birthday before the announcement? They're just like happy birthday Darvin Ham. <laughs> and then get slapped with a tamper. I mean, fine? they did the weird like when Frank Vogel was fired, they just posted like thank you coach and like just a picture of him. So, I don't know. So Darvin Ham's birthday is July 23rd. Um, Maybe that's when they're going to announce it. It's like a big birthday present. <laughs> they get an exact replica of Ty Lue's birthday cake? Yeah, no, it's the same cake. It's like a wedding cake. They froze a piece of it in the freezer, oh, and yeah. they, they got Ty Lue to deliver it. The reason I'm a little off right now, so while it was funny, as you said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if while we were recording or whatever, the Lakers announced formally this thing? Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted while you were talking about uh, Nike, I'm just quoting, Nike founder Phil Knight and Dodgers co-owner Alan Smolinski have made a $2 billion plus written offer to purchase the Portland Trailblazers, sources tell ESPN. Discussions are ongoing with uh, the Paul Allen Trust that's overseeing ownership of the, of the team. Story soon. 
Yeah, so I saw your face, and all I saw was the first part of the tweet on, like, Nike founder has made $2 billion. Like, I thought it was for the Lakers, like, based on how you were reacting. And I was just trying to keep talking so that you could compose yourself and give me an update. <laughs> well, all right. The reason I reacted that way is because it's yet another super-duper rich person who the, <laughs> who the Lakers I mean, come on, Andy. are trying Those to keep. I just founded with... Nike. How rich could he possibly be? <laughs> like, <laughs> he is so rich that Magic Johnson openly laughs at how much money he turned down by not uh, agreeing to the deal that Phil Knight made him, that we saw, by the way, on show, on Winning Time, right? Like on, on Winning Time, we saw Phil Knight, or the character playing, or, or the actor portraying Phil Knight, um, make an offer to Magic Johnson that would have earned Magic, I think to this point, something around like $5 billion. Yeah, it was, it was a significant chunk of change. So, Magic could have potentially owned the Lakers. Um, but no, I, I, I think uh, the reason that I reacted that way, though, is that like it's yet another super duper rich person who might potentially be in the NBA who the Lakers are going to now have to compete with. And we already have seen that the Lakers are just, you know, they're nervous about the luxury tax. And if you're nervous about a, about well, the luxury they're, tax. They're apparently, forget the luxury tax, they're apparently worried about hiring a coach before the new league year starts and like a prorated <laughs> month on his contract. So that was, a, that was a theory we should probably, all right, we'll, we'll get back to, we'll get back to the uh, It just always says, so, so Phil Knight as an update is worth, uh, according to Google, is worth $42.7 billion. Jeez. And it always throws me off how much he looks like Tim Curry. Like it's kind of, Amazing that there was not like a Phil Knight movie made with Tim Curry playing him at some point. Hey, there's still time. It, yeah, or maybe Phil Knight can play Pennywise. Get, get some more, you know, like uh, get some more money for the for the Portland Trailblazers bid. Tim yeah, he's worth. So this bid that he is putting together for the team is worth like what, like ten per? No, not ten percent. Like I, I'm not good at math. Like five percent of his net worth, four percent. Like not very much. He's still gonna yeah. have plenty of money to to start making the Blazers an actual spender potentially. Like this is a guy, you know. Th do you, does he really? Who, by the run way, the this would really like matter business? to him. He like being up there in the Pacific Northwest in in Portland, around where yeah. Nike's offices are. Like this is somebody who deeply who, Phil Knight. Like that's what I mean. Is like, essentially you, the owner of the team. Oregon University. <laughs> he's not buying this team to make a profit. You know, no. this is a toy. Yeah. Well, this is look, he invests all kinds of money into the University of Oregon, right? Like this is somebody who loves and making if Blazers, splashy. If the Blazers are worth two billion now, how much how much are the Lakers worth? Jeannie, just think about it. Yeah. You know, just wondering, just, you know, just something to think about. You know, if, if Phil Knight wins this bid, like it sounds like Mackenzie Scott, was, you know, Jeff Bezos's ex was interested in buying uh, like, you know, the Blazers, maybe, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're rich people that want to run a basketball team. I don't know that are maybe. like worth more than LeBron James. Maybe just maybe, who 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 aren't worth half of a LeBron James. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go back to to Darvin Ham though, and I like what's your what's your what's your theory on what's going on here? Because mine, I floated it in Slack, and then we've now seen it. Like <laughs> this is something that people are thinking about on Twitter too. That, like you just said, the Lakers are kind of taking their time here, waiting for this current uh, season to end, waiting for the calendar to reset, and will hire Darvin officially when they will not have to also pay him a prorated amount for the remainder of this month before next season's 
<laughs> calendar restarts in July. If this actually happens, it would be so sad and such an indictment of like the friend. Like, I don't want to overreact, but if you are actually like that financially hamstrung that you're like, yeah, you know, we don't really need to pay the coach for like the month leading up to the draft. It's fine. Miles Simon has got this. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, I, Miles Simon, who, by the way, last year was doing double duty. Yeah, even if they have like a gentleman's like a handshake, like, hey, we're just gonna, we're gonna sign you. Like, just you know, look, we have the money. We just give us another month. We need some checks to kind of clear and <laughs> you know, some financing to come in. We're good. We promise. We're good for it. <laughs> it's like the beginning of Breaking Bad when he's asking the the chemo place, "Hey, can you can you hold off on on cashing this until yeah, Monday? Can you cash that like next week. You know, yeah. they're they've already given him his first check. They're like, hey, just you know, let's wait to send yeah. them. No, I mean. In all seriousness, I think, look, the Lakers PR staff has been uh, the Lakers. Lakers are fairly understaffed in terms of media relations right now. In terms, like in of, terms of how many people they used to have versus how many they have now. This may just be an issue where, you know, there's some people on vacation or I, I like I don't know. Um, but yeah. there may just be like there has not been time to do a press release. Maybe they're still ironing out like a, a parts of this agreement, like little tiny like bullet points and things where like it's like we have a deal, but let's, you know, keep coming back to the table see who's willing to concede where that would be very weird to me if that mm -hmm. was how things were going down maybe the lakers payroll person is on vacation and they like you know they don't have somebody <laughs> to like to <laughs> sign off on this check i don't know they're a small family business these things are you know realistically on the table none of those things made me feel okay <laughs> I'm, you know look i'm just i'm just throwing out some theories you know it's the kind of thing where like so you you kind of you put this in Slack the other day. You you hopped in there. You hopped back in there. At, you know from your from your perch on high. You jumped back into the the silver screen Slack, and um, you just floated out there. Hey, what's going on with Darwin? And at the time, I hadn't really thought about it. I'm gonna be honest. I had like I just I was just kind of like going about my life. It's been great, you know, enjoying some time off from time from, from night to night. If there isn't anything to talk about, I won't record a lowdown. Um, and, and lo and behold, you drop that thing in there and it makes me think, huh, what is going on there? What Could you the imagine if they don't actually have a deal and the, like, it, it's like, it actually falls apart at this point. Again, I don't think that's going to happen, but could you imagine? Well, given the fact that we just heard about, Hey, tensions are ramping up with, uh, Quinn Snyder and the Utah Jazz. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'm rooting for this because I, I do think, like, the more that I've thought about it, I, I think I'd be more excited about Darvin Ham as head coach I, of the I would Lakers. be too. I'm, you know, that's sort of where I've been from the start of the process. And I, I, I just, I think was more Quinn Snyder from start. But... I would rather take a shot on the guy with upside that we have not seen build like a culture that is like flamed out, you know, multiple times where everybody hates each other. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm, I agree with you on that, that like, this is, this is a coach in, in Darwin who like, after... and like knowing nothing, having interacted with Quinn Snyder only like once, I mean, just looking at him on TV, does that look like a guy that like, you know, it's going to like super get along with like LeBron and Russ and, you know. I'm I'm gonna hold off on the um the bar jokes that I could be making here because <laughs> Quinn Snyder, man, 
he looks like he looks like the dude I would find. He just doesn't at like necessarily a, look Applebee's like the type of like calming at three thirty on a Wednesday. Yeah, like I, I just don't know if that's a guy that you're like, hey, this guy's gonna come in and just kind of calm everyone down and kind of ratchet the tensions down a little. I mean, bit, shit. You know? Have you seen the way that he applies? Uh, what is it? Uh, chapstick? Like, have you seen that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not touching that. <laughs> um all right so but yeah I, I i was i was like early on um I, I i did like the idea of quinn snyder i think he has more offensive chops than frank had and utah when they had the personnel was good defensively so i thought maybe just maybe that would be a a decent fit there and we yeah, have to be clear seen... i don't think he's a bad coach i just like i would prefer the guy that potentially could be better well well that's the, the that's box. the thing is that like with darvin after they hired him, you know, essentially, I think Dan Wojcicki, who was up there uh, covering the NBA Finals for the LA Times, he just wrote that, you know, one of the talks of those finals is how the Lakers knocked the Darvin Ham signing out of the park. That that, that this kind of With frankly surprise, huh? With all due respect. Yeah. What? All due. No, respect. they not they knocked the signing out of the park. With all due respect. So talk about finals because Mark Jackson's there. Oh, yeah, everybody's just saying it really hushed. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> man, look at who the Sacramento Kings got. And holy crap, look at the Lakers doing their thing too. Mark Jackson walks by. It's in like the media dining hall. And they're like, they're like, damn, yeah, those coaches really, those teams really killed those coaching searches. Can you imagine if they hired Mark? Oh, hi. Oh, hey, Mark. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think with, with Darwin though, like, the fact that they're getting kind of high fived around the league, and the fact that LeBron, LeBron was excited about it, LeBron bought in, you know, fired off a tweet, really excited about the the thought that that Darwin would be the coach. Giannis has chimed in and said also that Darwin. Yeah, Giannis gave a statement to Woj. How often would we, do we see that? Right, like it's just it, this is the kind of hire that, and and frankly, like given the fact that there was all the the kind of rigmarole of 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 uh doc rivers and whether the lakers were waiting for that to go a certain way like this was this was this honestly brightened my day like hiring and like, you I, know like who, the fact that you know they hired this the dude made me really happy huh the, 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 maybe the best argument for the first time head coach like you know who was in the finals just now was you know it, it's steve kerr who was hired as a first-time head coach yeah. and ime, Udo, ime udoka mm -hmm. uh who is that i yeah uh yeah. i'm no that's his uh, name. is first time this year and then in the conference finals you know you got spo again first time head coach when he was originally hired has yep. obviously worked out great for miami mm -hmm. and then like you know jason kidd but um that, who was obviously not a first time head well coach. i mean it just kind of goes to show that like you can find these coaches from various backgrounds you know some retreads learn in areas in the league yeah, frank frank you know? worked out fine like he was he yeah. was a retread he learned from True. from from other things and then he went out and won a championship so like i just am always in principle always going to go more towards let's try the new guy then mm -hmm. let's get this retread unless the retread is someone like Ty Lue that has specifically shown themselves to be one of the NBA's best coaches history like just a great fit in terms of has coach literally the superstar that you are trying to find a coach for with a ton of success yeah. like those kind of things that's where I look at a retread but if it's just like oh it's a big name who's been like fired 50 times like in Doc Rivers's case you know I'm not yeah. really necessarily with that or like Mark oh, Jackson who Growth. was replaced with the first time head coach and immediately that team went to like you know like five finals in eight years or whatever it is 
we, you look for growth. Like when yeah. you, when you, when you, when you're hiring somebody who has been fired before you look for some kind of growth, like how are you going to take the next steps in your career? Right. And, yeah. um, and I, you know, we haven't seen that from doc. We certainly haven't seen that from Mark Jackson seeing as he isn't, he, he has refused to take an assistant coaching job anywhere else. Um, you know, whereas Jeff like Van with, Gundy's assistant coach on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then here with, with, uh, with Darwin though, like we've seen him kind of, he, he's literally paid his dues. He is incredibly well-respected. Like this is, this, this is a grand slam hire. It, it checks a lot of boxes. He, he's going to get buy-in from LeBron. He already has gotten buy-in from LeBron. Um, he is reported as somebody who people around the league think could convince AD to play the five, uh, and actually buy in fully to playing the five. Cause like, like the, the, the stat that gets thrown around a lot from last season is AD played, I think it's like 76% of his minutes at the five last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and look, I'm not here to say fake news on stats and fake news on facts or anything like that. But if you watched him play center before his injury, he was kind of loafing around out there. Like it didn't look like he was fully bought into playing the position. There was not the level of pop that we've come to expect from exactly. Yeah. And, and whether it was because he bulked up, whether it was whatever reason, uh, it, you know, if, if Darwin can come or whatever coach that the Lakers hire here, (laughs) don't say that, don't say, or whatever coach it's for now, we have to assume it is still going to be Darvin ham. Okay. But if, if, if Darvin, my boy Ham, as as I like to say to Aaron all the time, can get AD to uh, commit to playing center, not only just in terms of position, but also in terms of playing style and and the the type of pop that you just mentioned. That yeah, this is this is exactly the kind of guy that the Lakers need. And and uh, you know again there there can be any number of logical explanations for what's going on. I haven't heard you know every time I ask around what's going on with the situation. No one seems worried about it. Nobody at all is worried. You know, uh, and and when I compared it directly to Ty, um, you know the, the the you know the response has always been Ty. We didn't. There weren't parameters of a deal agreed to at the time that Ty walked away from the, the potential job. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that it's, it could very much well be that Dar- Darvin Ham is officially announced minutes after you and I finished recording here. Wouldn't surprise me at all, but you know, given how cheap the Lakers were last year, um, given the influence that, uh, not only not only were they cheap at the beginning of the year, but once ticket revenue started coming in, you thought maybe at some point they would lighten up on their stance financially, but that didn't happen either. So you it it forces us. And again, this is something I always talk about. The number one rule in PR is if you don't tell your own story, you force others to fill in those gaps for you, and you're never going to like the way that your tour your story is told. And so in this situation, it's been complete radio silence. We do have reasons to question um, the Lakers frugalities here. And, and it just and kind of forces or not they can like get a leaked coach signing done every time, you know, <laughs> right? like we've, we've, we've been through this with this specific again with this specific group of people, 
Literally the the same group of people. Yeah. (laughs) The exact same group of people have screwed up this exact situation before. So again, it forces everybody just because of, of past experiences and radio silence to fill in the gaps, however they might. Um, I hope that, I hope that like this, this episode remains relevant for all of five minutes. I hope that we're wrong, but we're forced to kind of wonder.